Hello and welcome to Sketch and Review, the SNL review show, uh, based entirely out of two people's uh, houses slash apartments slash offices. The only one. The, the only, only one. There are no others. Listen, Nobody else is I don't think I don't I don't think there are any others that are about SNL specifically in the way that we do it. <laughs> with that, with, with that being said, there definitely is. I I know too many bored theater kids who are definitely about SNL who want to do podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, if you run, if you run and you're listening, if you're listening to the competition right now, um, <laughs> hit us up at billyhatemail at gmail.com. Uh, if you send us an email, we might read it aloud. Also, if you're not competition, you're just listening for fun, uh, send us your thoughts. We, 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 we get bored and we'd love interaction with other humans. <laughs> All right, let's jump right in. We got uh, we got a pretty good cold open this week. Uh, so we open up with Kate McKinnon playing Laura Ingraham uh, in the Ingraham Angle. Yep. Uh, this I think is really funny because this is obviously supposed to be a Janine Pirro sketch, but because uh, because Cecily Strong is doing her one woman show on Broadway, <laughs> they okay. just they just need to switch out. So her and Kate are basically each doing like half a season. <laughs> well, I I don't I don't watch Laura Ingram, but uh, uh, she captures that uh, uh, now modern uh, Fox News uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> pundit thing perfectly. Um, yeah, there's there's uh, the jokes are uh, they've just been I I feel like as long as you're watching it week of. You're pretty much always just gonna enjoy the uh, the cold open, unless it's a cold open that uh, is at the beginning of the season and is talking about shit that happened several months ago because we're trying to jam it all into one. Mm -hmm. and the, just the, feel... Yeah, the gotta catch up cold open. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, this one... Like I don't even watch. I, I again, <laughs> it's a personal failing, but I, I don't watch enough news to like know what they're talking about. But since it's just you know rehashing what happened in the news and making jokes about it it, it 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 makes more sense it's better like this i like it like this mm -hmm. yeah it's uh yeah you know it's fun uh we get a quick word from uh 80 brian is ted cruz yeah, uh, that was fun. yep that was fun you know just a quality just reminding everyone that ted cruz did go to cancun while texas froze that's nice <laughs> Uh, and, uh, I'm then glad, when sketch was, oh, yeah. no, no, I'm glad that, uh, Pete Davidson, that they've decided that Pete Davidson will play every unvaccinated sports player, because <laughs> he was Aaron Rodgers, now he's Novak Djokovic, which is also really funny that, uh, like, football I follow very closely, and then tennis I follow tangentially, and those are the only two sports that SNL touches, apparently. <laughs> wow, it's a pretty good spread. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, uh, I mean, listen, it said all in the cold open, but for the background on him, he was deported from Australia trying to play in the Australian Open. Uh, and when he was like, no, it's okay, because I already had COVID, they're like, wait, you said you had COVID from this date to this date, and in the middle of that, you went to a children's hospital. <laughs> yeah, not a great, <laughs> not a great look for Novak Djokovic. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, and then after that, they did uh, the when the scene had officially gone on too long. They brought on another minute with Donald Trump, mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, it wasn't it wasn't as good as the other ones. And then he was the, I I I get the idea that like <coughs> every time we do it, he's like, can we get a can we get a a, a name different uh, way to list words up here? Uh, it's not not as funny. It's never as funny when the words aren't revealed yet. The, I yeah. think, personally, I think the joke is putting a bunch of nonsense words up there, like you're expecting him to go to these places, and then it reveals each one, and then it crosses each one off as he gets to them. I think that's fun. It, it feels almost like a game. Yeah, um, uh, it provides. It's good because it provides a roadmap for where the comedy is gonna go. You get yeah, your you get your own little foreshadowing. <laughs> Yeah, and, and also it, it keeps you asking questions like, how the hell do you get from 
COVID to Jason Momoa. And like that's that's that is that is funny. I don't know how to explain this. Uh, and then he's like, "Can we get a Wordle up here?" And I, I don't know a hundred percent what Wordle is. It I looks... think it's just Boggle, right? No, no, no. It looks for, if 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 what SNL showed on the Gold Open is what Wordle is like. If you ever, have you ever not. played have you ever played the board game uh, Mastermind? It's also sometimes called yeah. like uh, yeah. No, I played Mastermind. Yeah, yeah it's just oh, that, that, but just... with like five letter words. Oh, okay. Okay, I'd believe that. I'd believe that. I looked at it and I was like, I'm certain this is Boggle. But, like, (laughs) I looked at two pictures. Boggle, I think, would have been funnier because it would have been just a bunch of letters and then they would have had to draw the lines connecting the words when he said them. Yeah, and it would have been impressive to, like, have made that, but, you know, no one's got time for that and blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, whatever. Listen, listen, they only only got a week. Yeah, they need a better graphics department. Yeah. that stupid... We'll talk about it, but that timer in the uh, in the the kid show sketch was not it. it not was, great. It was a nonsense timer. <laughs> if there was just like one person that could spend two hours on it, it'd be good. Mm-hmm. Uh. Anyway, yeah. Uh. The cold open. It was good, and then it stayed. It's welcome a little bit too long to include Donald Trump, which you know, I mean, since 2016, it's kind of been like a, a historic thing for the cold open. And I think he's fun most of the time. Yeah. Uh, this time I didn't. He he just he just made the sketch worse. Mm-hmm. He didn't add to the sketch. He didn't add to the sketch, and also he hurt the integrity of his best bit of this season, mm-hmm. which was, I guess, his only bit of this season, more or less. But it, it's a solid bit. It just hurts the integrity when you try to shoehorn it into a sketch where it's not welcome. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we move on to the monologue, and listen, as a monologue hater, this was a good monologue. I really liked this monologue. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, this is this is what a monologue should be. It should be someone talking about something and being funny. It's like, listen, the writers wrote, and I get it, he's also a sketch comedian. He's very good at performing comedy. But it's really, if you just write, like, if you just read what was written, you could tell, like, okay, you're supposed to inflect here and, like, and it's just perfect, where it's just, all right, well, so he was a cast member 12 years ago, and in those 12 years since, all these other cast members have hosted some multiple times before he got to host once. And we'll just go through the list and have him get slowly more and more neurotic about it. Right. And then finally at the end, we reveal that it was a mistake and someone else was supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking... Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, like, Kristen Wiig shows up partway through, and he gets upset that she got more applause than him. By the way, that Kristen Wiig joke of just like, alright, guess I'll go back to North Korea is such a Kristen Wiig joke. And that, I don't, I don't think that's very fair to Kristen Wiig. Is it, is it like her in that it's not funny? Because I think she's very funny. No, no, it's, it's, I mean, listen, Kristen Wiig, very funny, very good at what she does, but her specific brand of humor is complete non sequitur and then funny thing to say after it. It was tough getting out. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, anyway, uh, I can't believe Peacock is making a McGruber show. My God. I, listen, I, oh. I, I saw the McGruber movie, and that wasn't great. <laughs> I saw three McGruber sketches today against my will. <laughs> I have never once enjoyed McGruber. You know what? You know what's really funny is you're gonna have to watch a whole TV show against your will too. Oh, don't make me. Yep, we're gonna do a full season review once it's all out. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. Does that mean we have to do a movie review as well? Oh, uh, we don't. Uh, listen, listen. We're, we're 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 my plan is over the summer we'll figure out stuff to do to keep to keep the podcast alive. But until then, uh, as stuff comes out, we should just do the recent stuff first. And we can go back in the fucking archives. Because then we're going to have to watch Coneheads. Actually, actually, I think I remember seeing the Coneheads movie and enjoying it. Yeah, listen, I'm not saying that it's bad, but, like, we're going to have to go back and watch Coneheads. (laughs) All right. Uh, Anyway, we... (laughs) Yeah, we we have a show. We have a show to do. Next up is MacGruber. I hated it. Uh Uh-huh. No, we can't just... Okay, fine. We're going to be on it three times, but... 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so listen, this just... first this first McGruber, when it came out, it was interesting because it was like nothing SNL had done before, pretty much, because it was three sketches throughout the show that told a story. I mean, this McGruber one also is just cla- pure escalation. It's like textbook. All right, so we take premise, we escalate, we escalate, payoff. <laughs> No, it, it's true. It's it's a perfect explanation as to why just using the basics doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so this so it's real simple. So for this one, the setup is just that McGruber thinks that wearing masks are tyranny, and he's, and you know, he's just like you know, he's that type of asshole. <laughs> and then the bomb explodes because that's how every McGruber sketch fucking ends. Yep, uh, I think that's all. I'm gonna wait till we're gonna wait. I'm gonna wait till the third one to fully go over like why we don't like this, but <laughs> but like we'll 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 touch them as we hit them. I don't even uh, know if I have much to say about why I don't like it. I just it's just not, I just don't like it. But yeah. anyway, let's just. Uh, anyway, there's uh, Kid Clash is next, uh, which is just uh, what if we took a '90s Nickelodeon game show and made a sketch about it. Good sketch. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I really, <laughs> really liked it. I know. It was, <laughs> it was perfect like with it. the cream. Just like super obvious, just cream, which is in a fucking tub. <laughs> yep. Just fucking play. Just, just, A.D. Bryant does an excellent, miserable child <laughs> that people are doing mean things to. And Will Forte does an excellent, horrible adult that shouldn't be left around children. And so we just do a scene where Andy Bryant is all just wandering through whipped cream going, I don't know what's going on. And Will Forte just keeps saying terrible things about her. And then uh, gradually her family starts letting, letting starts kind of getting in on it too. Like like the time runs out and he's like, I'm done. Time's up. We can't do anything about it. They just don't. And then, and then, and then she's like, "Can I leave?" He's like, "No. You have to keep doing it." And the family's like, "Stroop." She always gives up. <laughs> that I... second half of the sketch <laughs> is sad music playing. This, uh, and then very she fun. finally, very... she finally finds the fucking flag, and it's like this big. It's like a fucking like between your. You could hold it between your uh, index finger and your thumb. Oh, and she's like, and it's white. It's the same color as the cream. <laughs> oh my god, it was just very funny. There wasn't much to it. Um, yeah, it wasn't awe-inspiring. Uh, but... it, it it felt a little bit. It it, it it it's like it's towing the line between actual sketch and fish and blender sketch because half of the humor is just seeing Amy Bryant fruitlessly search through this cream. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, gosh, if it didn't make me smile. Mm-hmm. Big fan of that one. Alright, so after that one... Oh. Actually, also another point. Uh, counter to McGruber. Uh, this one kind of just followed no rules. Um, it followed some. It wasn't like it wasn't like the Bones sketch, which followed <laughs> no rules, which was spectacular. Uh, it was just... It, it just kind of happened. It was just a bunch of people saying a bunch of things. There was escalation, but like... I don't know, it kind of felt a little aimless, but it still didn't... Well, no, it didn't feel aimless. It, it felt... It, it didn't feel as tied to any rules, um, but it was still a lot of fun. Mm-hmm, yeah. It was... Uh, yeah, it definitely felt like, you know, they had, like, all right, well, this is the idea, and how do we stretch this to, like, six minutes or whatever? Yeah. And so they're like, all right, well, you know, we can spend three minutes of her just searching with, like, Will Forte occasionally being like, here's a hint! It's in there! <laughs> <That's right. laughs> <laughs> uh, very very good very and then the, anyway. and then the second half we can just be mean to her <laughs> uh, alright so after that uh, we come back from commercial into McGruber 2 uh, and so in this one uh, we uh, uh, it starts and you get you get a little bit of background of what happened in between the scene and the next scene in the McGruber intro, and in it they're like, he's trusting the science. He's doing loads of research. 
And then fucking, uh, and then you get in, and McGruber is like, hand me that ivermectin. Hand me the hydroxychloroquine. Yep. And then you start New jokes that would have been down. relevant a month ago. Or like, was it a month ago? Two months ago? These are old jokes. These are very old jokes. Hydroxychloroquine is a very, very old joke, because that's from the beginning of the pandemic. Ivermectin, still big in, uh, in the people who want to take horse to warmer. <laughs> Fair, fair, but not still big in the joking about people that still want to take horse dewormer. Mm-hmm. And listen, a lot of a lot of people say a lot of things about it, but the point is that there were a lot of people who were going to the farm animal supply and picking up the horse ivermectin instead of the regular people ivermectin and taking actual horse dewormer. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, uh, yeah. The horse worm's joke was funny. I thought uh-huh. the horse worm's joke was funny. The horseworms joke was a good payoff for it, where it's just like, oh, also I have horseworms, so, like, this is gonna help either way. <laughs> Pulling double duty. <laughs> and then he's got, apparently, horseworms eating the, the spaghetti that he had in his pocket, mm-hmm. which is gross, but funny. I, I That bit was fun. I liked mm-hmm. that bit. I guess I just, I like all the bits that are uh, distracting you from the overall conceit of McGrooper. <laughs> uh, then we get a, a classic repeated sketch, uh, Cinema Classics. With your host, Reese De What, played by uh, Keenan Thompson. This one is always good. Like, Keenan, Keenan, can, Keenan helps keep it together so well, especially. Just because anytime that you need to, like, get to another scene, you just cut back to him and he tells a fucking story about his wife. <laughs> it works. It's very fun. This one I don't think was my favorite, but that doesn't matter. It was still a lot of fun. I think the second half, so the first scene, it's talking about the, the movie Gaslight. And about how that was the origin of the word gaslight, um, and uh, 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 in the movie, uh, a man turns down the lights every night uh, in his house and uh, convinces his wife that he doesn't do that in order to convince her that she's crazy. I'm sure there's other steps. I still haven't seen the movie, um, but uh, uh, and then it plays to that. Tune, it plays to that by uh, having him do increasingly weird and unbelievable stuff to make her think she's crazy. Uh, the first half didn't really work for me personally on account of the fact that uh, uh, it was kind of just silly things to make someone think are crazy without any mm-hmm. payoff. But then the second half, the, the had second all the payoff. Yeah, the second half had a lot of payoff. Uh, the first half, it was good when he, it was good when she was like, "Can you turn it up all the way?" And he turned it off. And I was like, "Our guest Billy is going to be through the roof." <laughs> But then, but then it immediately moves to, oh, what is this, not a book? And he goes, that is a rat. <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh, I mean, are we seriously going from, from like, I turned the gas light off instead of on to this physical object you are holding and interacting with is something else entirely? Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess you're right. Maybe that's why I, I just, I didn't think it was funny, and that's probably why. I'm not sure. I just... It wasn't, I, I, there was, yeah, it was, there felt like a disconnect. It seemed like we were going to do another, like, uh, uh, do-re-mi thing where, uh, we're just going to find funny things that it would be funny if they weren't those things and were instead other things. Mm-hmm. But then once we get to the second half and is, is there a pineapple saying it's a steak? And she's like, all right, all right, this is a pineapple. <laughs> yeah. And then he, he has her swear on a Bible and it says how to cast like your wife, Johnny <laughs> Gregory. And that was... That was great. That was that was actual escalation. We were actually having fun. There. Or not? I don't know if it wasn't. I I don't know if the other one wasn't escalation. But this one, this one was in a direction that was funny. I, I guess I'm I'm having a hard yeah time yeah. There's a yeah no no because there's a difference because like the first part, the first part is always generally like, okay, it's a relatively similar uh, rendition of like a scene in the movie. Uh, like, the other cinema classics that I always think back to is the uh, John Mulaney You Know How to Whistle one. Which is, you just put your lips together and blow, and then she just fucking blows a raspberry. Just... <laughs> and it's like, okay, and then they just keep escalating that where she keeps returning and stuff. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. This one, it went from, like, alright, here's a plot point from the movie, immediately into pure, like, banana lands, objects aren't objects. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. It was probably just too big a skip. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, in the second half, though, uh, yeah, we get the fun where we get the fun where we subvert the idea of the movie, and we have uh, uh, the wife 
character regain like some of her composure and be like no 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 this is definitely a pineapple uh you definitely kissed her this book says how to gaslight your wife <laughs> yeah yeah it's 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 good it's yeah. fun it's... and then and then it ends with keenan being in trouble with his wife perfect yeah, it's... can't be mad at that mm-hmm. uh so after that we get uh the threesome sketch uh, so, oh, yeah. yeah, so in this sketch, uh, Heidi Gardner and Mikey Day are a married couple, and Will Forte plays a third they're bringing in for Heidi Gardner's birthday. Uh, I did, so I will say I did like that they set up the setting and the entire premise of the sketch in, like, the first five lines of the sketch. Yeah. In just, like, you know, basically, like, B-movie acting way, where, where one person states exactly where they are, and the other person states exactly what they're gonna do. <laughs> A little bit of that crow character relationship uh, uh-huh. objective uh, where <laughs> that was my favorite doing three line scenes and trying to incorporate crow the where just whatever you were gonna say at the end comma at the restaurant <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. but yeah no you're right it, it's very efficient um and a lot of times a lot of times it's not efficient and a lot of times it's too efficient but this one actually communicated it in a way that felt real. Mm-hmm. Enough. Yeah. Real enough. It, it, fe- it felt it like... real. Yeah. It felt real enough in the sense that I could see a bad movie doing this. Sure. Uh, anyway, uh, he comes... Uh, Will Forte comes in, and the gimmick is, is that he's like, no, I'm gonna cuckold you. <laughs> That's the entire thing. Is, no, you thought this was a threesome, but it was me. Cuckold. <laughs> It is very funny when we're watching a scene where the word fuck would be used a lot and they're not allowed to say the word fuck. Mm-hmm. You say that you're going to make love to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think he'd say it in as many words, but yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was a, it was a fun concept. Uh, mm-hmm. It dragged, definitely. Um... It seems way. It seems way more like it was like somebody suggested it at like the pitch meeting, and then like and two others. Two, yeah, everyone was like, "Haha!" And then two or three other people were like, oh, what if he just fucks Delay?" Da 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 da. And they're like, "All right, cool. That was really funny. I'm glad we did that." And then someone went and wrote it down, and it just didn't like translate correctly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There were there were bits that I really liked. Um... Uh, testing the bed was hilarious. I think the bed was hilarious. Um, I'm a sweater was a fun bit. I didn't <laughs> like it in this scene. I don't know what I wanted from this scene, but it, that was that was. I guess hit. I guess it conflicted with the "I'm gonna fuck your wife" storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh, uh, my favorite was "You're gonna hit me with my own wife." <laughs> that was very good. There was the. Uh, uh, there was the uh, three Cialis uh, that was fun, and the Cialis heart attack was a fun punchline. Really, I didn't like the Cialis heart attack. I mean, like I get I that, mean, like pop out, but I don't know. I I thought it was fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, a little continuity error I noticed is he came in from the hallway, and then when he said, "I'm going to go to the bathroom and deal with this," he went out to the hallway again. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> I don't know why I'm. I don't know why I'm. <laughs> nitpicking this softcore porn SNL sketch. <laughs> oh, I did like when he was fucking the pillow, too. Mm-hmm. It's a very Will Forte thing to do. It's a very, <laughs> this is why we don't bring you back SNL thing to do. <laughs> I think there was, there was, I think it just needed a stronger focus. I think mm-hmm. it needed to pick one thing, or it needed to, I don't know, it needed a strong, or maybe it needed a stronger character yeah. I think people fucking Mikey Day's wife is not a great um, sketch idea. <laughs> Merely just because Mikey Day is not a great yeah, person to have their wife fucked. It's he's not, not a good cuck. <laughs> yeah, he's not a good cuck. It's not it's not fun it's not fun to see like it's not fun to see, it's not funny to see, it's just a little sad and kind of frustrating. And it's a little it's almost a little too real, even though I'm sure Mikey Day and his wife love each other very much. Yeah. Unless that's what they're into, like, then good for them. <laughs> oh yeah, like this no 
But it seems like he's constantly playing people that aren't into it. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, so passively not into it. I don't know. Like, I... you know, you know what I think <laughs> it is. I think I think we either need to go, like, I think yeah, Mikey Day. I think he played it too like lackluster because he was very good when him and Ago with uh, Sudeikis. I didn't even like him in that one. Really, I, I, I do didn't... agree. He, he played more into the character of uh-huh. No Stop. But... But, you know, you know, also it's kind of hard with the premise of this one because he's doing it for a birthday. Like, okay, we can have a threesome. So it's yeah. more... But I don't know. I feel like when you get to that point, it either it either needs to be... Like, if we're going to... Like, if Will Forte is still the host, then we need... Then, like, we just need a person on the cast who can look huge and yoked or small and tiny. You can't just be, like, yeah. a normal dude. But imagine, you always say... Mikey Day and Dismukes could play the same roles. Imagine if my if Dismukes played this role. Oh my god, I nailed it. <laughs> yeah. It would be so good. I think we're really hot. I think Dismukes is like just gonna fucking kill it the second he can. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> I can just uh, you're gonna make love to my wife? <laughs> With that fucking Dismukes <laughs> yeah, energy. You can, can just deliver those lines so much better. <laughs> He's just got this, he's got a much better, he's got a much more, you want him to turn to the camera and shrug more than you want Mikey Day to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, after that we get our, uh, we get our first song from uh, Monet Skin. Yeah. Uh, I like it. Yeah, listen, it was fun. It seemed like the kind of song I put on, like, a Spotify playlist. Me too, me too. Well, I mean, I, my playlists are, uh, they've got a high bar. I don't know if it'd make the playlist yet, but it'd be on my liked so- songs. Oh, oh okay, I see how, happy. you see, I just have a bunch of playlists uh, in, like, a tier system. <laughs> That's a better move. Couldn't be me, though, too much work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I really liked all their costumes for it. Uh, as, yeah. we, as we were watching it, I, I made the joke that they harken back to the 80s. <laughs> In which men were men because they dressed like women. Yep. I like the costumes. Mm-hmm. I like the I like the shiny. Uh, I like the shiny. Uh, 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 the shiny suits. Um, song was fun, and they seemed like they were having a good time. I really got no notes. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, like yeah, we'll they the... they shredded. Uh, it was dope. Yep. Uh, all right. We'll move on to Weekend Update. Hey. Oh, boy. This was a good Weekend Update. <laughs> really good Weekend Update. The first, it had the so fir- many hits. I will say that the first slate of jokes were not great. I don't... I, I, I'm, I'm so bad at remembering singular jokes, but I'll believe you. Yeah, because it started, it started with, like, the Biden did, gave a two-hour-long press conference, because that's how long it took to list everything that went wrong. Uh, you know, like they said, if it went so long, da da da. You know, just because you went for a long time doesn't mean it was good. <laughs> Which, like, that was a good oh, joke, you... but then, like, the rest of it was kind of lackluster. But then we move into uh, <laughs> the first featured performer. Uh. Chen Biao, Trade Daddy, as played by Bo and Yang. So a very Bo and Yang character. <laughs> this is a recurring character. Uh, since Bowen has been on, uh, they've started using him to play Chen Biao, the trade commissioner for China. Uh, and I love his character for this all the time. Uh, fucking everything about it where it's just so, like, flamboyant and actively evil. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you guys are talking about human rights abuses? We don't really have those <laughs> we don't have human rights here in china <laughs> my favorite my favorite though was like i uh, was jay asked him are you okay that nbc isn't sending their isn't sending their commentators to china for it he's like yeah we're fine are you okay you have to fucking broadcast out of a studio in connecticut which like great burn i am all for connecticut hate <laughs> i work in connecticut it's uh Oh, unfortunate. I don't like going to Connecticut. (laughs) (sighs) 
Also, also, yeah, yeah. And then they made a solid Dave Chappelle joke, (laughs) (laughs) which, like, is going to be really real. Which is a lot of people are going to protest after China does the Olympics. (laughs) True, it's true. God, how do you milkshake duck yourself so hard, Dave Chappelle? All you had to do was not that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, fucking Colin Jones comes in in the second half of, uh, of the jokes segment with a solid Rittenhouse OJ joke. <laughs> so, so many bars. One, calling Rittenhouse a Gen Z icon. Gen Z icon? Jesus. And then ending it with, be oh. careful about trying to get your rifle back. That's how they got OJ. <laughs> it's wild because, like... It's wild how hard Weekend Update goes and how soft the rest of the show goes Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. Yeah, I think it's... I don't know what it... I think it might just be because, you know, Weekend Update is more just pure punditry. Yeah. So they have the ability to, like, go hard in the paint because they'll quickly move on versus if you go hard in the paint in the sketch, you're still there for another two and a half minutes because you don't go hard in the paint in the end in an SNL sketch. That's true, and also if somebody's gonna be like my country, they're like uh, they're more likely to be like I don't like that joke, and then to move on to the next joke than they are if if they're watching a uh, they're watching a sketch and then they're like I don't like their sketch, and then they'll turn the show off. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I guess it makes sense, but uh, still don't like it. Yeah. Uh, so so after we get through that, we get a, another Sarah Sherman. Featured performance. Yep. Always a classic. Oh my god, that bit is so funny every time. Mm-hmm. It's 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 really power, and that was her first featured segment when when she did it the first time. Mm-hmm. She just it's so good. She, she came out, so of good. <laughs> out of the gate. Oh. Listen, we love just roasts. <laughs> it's just an entire featured segment of just roasts. Uh, my so my favorite before the before uh, the queer baiting jokes <laughs> uh, was if you looked at uh, one of the headlines, uh, they named him Colin Jost Hansen, <laughs> which is such a good fucking like obviously obviously Colin should probably change his name to Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but yeah. Oh, man. The Jost Johansson households. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I... I really liked... I'll try and circle back to it. I, uh, so anyway, at the end of it, when she's like, why don't you and Michael just kiss already? <laughs> and he goes, we're not gonna kiss. <laughs> and she just jumps into the Colin Jost hates queer love. <laughs> Oh, I yes, I remember. I the one of my favorite parts about this is that it play it like a lot of people say comedy is about surprise, and it's not. It can be. That's an element to it. But this is a joke that you know what the punchline is going to be every time, and the joy is just watching it happen. The joy is just the journey. Saying something <laughs> and being like. Oh no! You said the thing, and then you watch her slam it, <laughs> and that's it. Like it's—it's—I mean, it's a modern Jane, you ignorant slut. Like that's essentially what we're doing here. You know what's funny is <laughs> my immediate thought was it's the it's it's the weekend update version of Charlie Brown trying to kick the football. Yes, you do make an excellent point. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's just it's a joy to watch. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then we get another great featured performance. Oh God, uh, we got three. We're spoiled. We're, spo- we're spoiled. This weekend update. You just watch it all because we were spoiled this week. Yep. Uh, this is the uh, so this is the recurring character guy who just bought a boat, and uh, his entire gimmick is that he says gross shit in a rhymy way, and he has a very small penis. That's I, his entire gimmick I, the entire I'm time. Sure. I'm sure this has been done many times. I've never seen it before. I am in love with this character. Oh my god, it's so... I think it's the funniest shit. <laughs> yeah, it's just so good every time. 
way, especially when he was like, I have a small penis. And then Joseph's like, did you just say you have a small penis? And he's like, yeah, you knew he... <laughs> yeah, because literally every single time when he gets about halfway through his bit, he starts being like, down there, microscopic. <laughs> so good. It's so special. And then, and then my favorite part run. about it is because when I heard when I heard the news about Colin Jost and Pete Davidson, my yeah. immediate thought was guy who just bought a boat. <laughs> and I was so so hoping that they would bring it up. So uh, halfway through, guy the guy who just bought a boat goes, "Hey, wait a minute, Colin, you just bought a boat." <laughs> And then we get Pete Davidson on. Pete Davidson looking like the most fucking Staten Island motherfucker I've ever seen. He's in like a Carhartt jacket, a beanie with a cigarette on the side, and he's drinking a tall boy out of a paper bag. (laughs) You can't get much more Staten Island than that. Anyway, for those of you who don't know, Colin Jost and Pete Davidson bought a Staten Island ferry to turn into a club. Yep. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a comedy club, which is going to be so funny. Oh my god. Ugh. Oh my god. Uh, Pete Davidson fucking, like, helps bring the sketch fully around. Fucking... He's perfect. Yeah, uh, my favorite was when he was like, that's how I found out we got a new mayor. What happened to Bloomberg? <laughs> <laughs> so... I will, <laughs> as we all know, that was also how I found out we had a new No, the sketch was how we found yeah. out. Yeah. I know we had a new mayor. Why didn't you, weren't, we did a sketch that night. <laughs> yeah, I, I leave when, my, when my, I finish my last sketch. Listen, I respect, I respect Pete's work ethic, although my work's done. I'm going home. <laughs> no, no, I respect it as well. What a joy. What a joy. Uh, oh, Oh, no, we can update was a great time. Uh, next, next up, we get, uh, the country greatest hits. Oh, uh, oh, uh, another one that I'm sure is a sequel uh, is sketch. A, like a, yeah. God, I love it so much. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. I love everything about it. And I think it, I think they did it perfectly, uh, where, where, uh, people who knew what, who knew that this was a sequel sketch, they get a little bit at the beginning where you get to see both characters first. And then for the new guys, we'll hop back to Keenan for him to explain what's going on. <laughs> yep. And honestly, as a new guy, just being thrown in on the deep end, a joy. Mm-hmm. A joy. God, what a good sketch. What a good sketch. <laughs> they only know four things. Spaceships, toddlers, Model T cars, and jars of beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... I, I mean, it's, it's just, it's such a, (laughs) it's so emblematic of what SNL was in 2010. (laughs) God damn, that's so special. What a good, just four random fucking things. We make three weird country songs that sound that like are enough. uh, Like we did a really good job writing them and singing them. Enough so that you can get the idea that, oh my god, these weird people made a country song about these three things. And then you keep doing it, and it's just, it's the right kind of strange. It's hard to tell what the right and wrong kind of strange is. That's the right kind of strange. Mm-hmm. I love that. I live for that. Yep, uh, listen, just great sketch, a lot of fun. Uh, all good time. Uh, next up, we've got, uh, Monet Skin, part two. Um, so, I'm gonna be honest, and I don't listen to Monet Skin, because, uh, I never heard of them until they were announced to, uh, play on SNL, but this song sounds exactly like the first song. (laughs) Like, I I don't know if that's just all their songs are basically just, like, that exact but it was just straight up where it was just like, oh, okay, so we have, like, very fast guitar, and he kind of just, like, sing, sing t- fa- fast talk into the mic. <laughs> and it was also just, like, I mean, in, in a similar fashion, they were wearing 
loud jackets, mm-hmm. but different ones. They could have all just like rotated jackets, and I wouldn't have known. It, it was. It wasn't a costume change. It was just like a. It was a fun fact. They changed costumes. Like, I don't. Because you might not notice. <laughs> yeah, you might not notice. Uh, that said, I liked both songs mm-hmm. because I I like the sound of both of them. I'm I'm gonna look into them. They, yeah. they they seem like a fun band. Like I said, I'd put them on a Spotify playlist. Yeah. All right, and then we got our 10 minutes to one sketch. McGruber, part three, bringing it all home. Yeah, McGruber robbed me of a 10 minutes to one sketch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, 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 uh, and in oh. this one, and in this one, uh, after, after uh, what happened in the second part of the McGruber sketch, he goes full QAnon shaman. Yep. Uh, and... Another joke that would have made sense Literally a year ago. Mm-hmm. The jokes just got older. Yeah. <laughs> they just got less. Was the escalation that the jokes got more out of touch? Maybe. Unless everyone was really hyped about the all gas, no breaks interview that the QAnon shaman had a couple of mo- uh, weeks ago. <laughs> I didn't know about that's that. That's all I can think of. That's the only time he's been brought up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And that's obscure even for, like, me. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, listen, there's just, it's just, like, I mean, listen, it was funny when he was like, yeah, they eat babies all the time, insatiable. They have a variety of recipes, I assume. <laughs> Where it's just like, you know, not a lot of QAnon members talk about, like, that's got to get boring, right? If you're always eating, like, boiled baby. Well, I'm sure they've all got a different idea. Like some, like if you asked me, I'd be like, you know, it's like it's like a ritual thing. It's like it's like the host at mass. You know, you just you just have you gotta have your baby and you do it. You don't you don't like it. Nobody's happy about the but you gotta do it or else you're not gonna get the whatever the <laughs> the adrenochrome. Makes you you got it. It's, it's the adrenochrome. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You don't, you don't get the baby juice. That's what I said. <laughs> You see how I always thought they thought of it was they took like a big syringe and just jabbed it into the adrenal gland and ripped it out. God. <laughs> content warning. Uh, content warning. We're, we're talking about adrenochrome. Talking about some horrifying shit. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, the sketch sucks. Everything about the sketch sucked. The movie probably sucked. The show is gonna suck. I hate McGruver. It's not funny. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't think there's much else to like. It it might have been funny the first time they did it, but eventually, like, you gotta stop, right? <laughs> wasn't like MacGyver wasn't even like that it good. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. No, but it wasn't even topical in 2010. <laughs> it was more topical in like what 2016, where they did the revival, and nobody watched the revival. So like, who cares? Yeah, fair enough. I will say, around the time that the McGruber movie came out, I was a big MacGyver fan. So, like, it was, like, a perfect timing for me as a child, but... (laughs) But even then... (laughs) (laughs) But even then, after the McGruber movie, I was like, this kind of (laughs) sucked. Is Will Forte really that goddamn desperate? Like, this is the thing. This is the He's he's complaining about like he's complaining about the fact that uh, what's his name uh, Jason Sudeikis comes on a bunch of times, uh yeah well Jason Sudeikis came on coming off of Ted Lasso like the show for that time to- for that like months where it was coming out, and you came out trying to get people to watch MacGruber the television show streaming only on Peacock not even a not even a real TV show. <laughs> yai yai. Fucking kill me, MacGruber. <laughs> uh, all right, so we'll move. Uh, we'll move on. In sketch of the night, MacGruber. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I, just, I, just, I don't know why you thought I wouldn't do it, but no, fuck that. Man. Sorry. <laughs> uh, all right, so we'll start with uh, our offensive player of the week. The offensive player of the week is generally someone who plays a strange or out there character. Uh, they are generally moving the sketch forward and are uh, trying and are generally, like, more of the main focus of sketches. 
this week, my offensive player of the week. I'm gonna go full forte. Uh, I feel like I feel like you know he he tried his hardest. He crushed uh, kids clash where he was just a terrible host to the child. Uh, you know he did his solid uh, character for uh, the country greatest hits sketch. Uh, I mean McGruber like there are people who must love McGruber like there are probably people who are like oh dope a new McGruber sketch came out. And like for them, you, Will you Forte like makes it. Send us if an you email. Like MacGruber, send us an email at Billy Hate Mail with the title "I Love MacGruber," so I can personally delete it. Uh, Connor does not have access to the mail files because we don't trust him. Yeah. So, so it's okay. <laughs> you you can send the email. Don't worry. I I'll will definitely. I'll, I'll I'll find it. I'll make sure that it gets read walk on air. Up and down those stupid Google shipping containers with a magnet in my hand. <laughs> Dude, what if what if what if what if that's how email worked? Is they had to ship the server with the email on it? <laughs> no, did you hear? Google like bought a fuck ton of shipping containers. No. And they just like keep shit, keep like uh, servers in them. Oh my god. <laughs> or at least that's what we hope they do. They didn't mention why. <laughs> and they did it like shortly after they dropped Don't Be Evil from their, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> their mission statement. Anyway, yeah. Uh, let's see. He also made the monologue palatable. Yeah, I, so Will Forte is going to be my offensive player of the week. Mm. Uh, what about you, Connor? Well,. It's Will Forte's show, so obviously, offensive player of the week needs to go to the guest, to the guest, Kristen Wiig. I <laughs> uh, care to elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, uh, she showed up in, uh, she showed up in that uh, singing sketch, and she was also awesome in the singing sketch. Uh, what was that other sketch she was in? She was McGruber. in. Uh... No, she was in something else, wasn't she? The monologue. I thought she was in a third thing. Not that I can remember. When I when I was going to say this, I remembered her being in a third thing, but I guess not. I might have. Uh, no backsies. No backsies. <laughs> no backsies. No, I'm mad at him. <laughs> You're mad at him. <laughs> I'm mad at him. She was she was in my favorite sketch, so uh, uh, she she gets it. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll move on to defensive no, player. I'm also just mad that like he. There were also sketches where he... No, he was pretty good in all his sketches. Okay. I'm, I'm not that mad at him. But you're right. No takesies, backsies. Kristen Wiig also gets an offensive player. <laughs> uh, all right. <clears throat> uh, next up is the defensive player of the week. Uh, that is uh, whoever generally like tries to keep sketches afloat. Uh, more of the straight man-esque characters. Uh, uh, yeah, and generally more of like... Secondary background, holding up the rafters type. Uh, and Connor, do you want to go first for defensive player of the week? Yeah, mine's boring. It's a perennial edition, but Keenan Thompson. The, yeah, he's yeah. very good at keeping his head together. Uh, like you said in the uh, in the uh, uh, cinema classic sketch, we would get we would cut back to him. He would say something funny, and then we would move the scene forward without needing to say anything else. He's just, he's really good at keeping a scene together. And yep. It's, it's always great to have. Same. Uh, I also picked, I was also going to pick Keenan. Uh, he, Cinema Classics is held together by him. Uh, Country Greatest Hits is also held together by him. He's the one who explains the joke to anyone who didn't know that it was a sequel sketch. And Ono, I mean, Ono, obviously, he's consistently, uh, he's consistently nominated at a minimum. Because anytime yeah. he shows up, he's generally, he's, He's been on the show longer than anyone else besides Lorne. So it's like, all right, I mean, like, how often, how much, how much more could he really, like, not be nominated? Yep. And unless Keenan takes off, I think he's going to be on the, uh, uh... Mm-hmm. uh listen, Keenan might have gotten a second season, but it's not going to take off. Nobody wants 2020 Full House. Although, now that sure. Bob Saget died... Oh, yeah. yeah. Rest in peace. Him yep. uh, and Louis Anderson, as far as comedians go. 
I saw a, uh, I saw, uh, I was listening to a uh, Auntie Donna podcast uh, with Bob Saget, and apparently he really helped them um, when they were starting out and trying to like do international stuff. Um, and they did, they showed a podcast that had him on it. Um, it was very, it was very funny to uh, watch him because he's clearly, he's got this like, he had this like. I mean, he's he he is bad grandpa, I guess is the point, mm-hmm. because he was like. He, he's like an aging dude that used to do a lot of edgy comedy, and now he doesn't know enough about the world to do edgy comedy. And so he's trying to do edgy comedy, but also trying not to hurt anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he talks about, they were, like, they were talking about, like, a, 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 they were making a show, and he was taking making a pitch that one of the characters was transgender. Uh, and he just said the word transgender an uncomfortable amount of times as if that was, like, kind of a punchline. But he was also trying to be respectful and use all of the right terminology and paint this person in a good light. It's just, it's very fun. Mm-hmm. It, it was fun to see this, it was fun to see him trying. Because he, he, he was definitely coming at it from the right angle. It was just like... <laughs> it's just, oh, grandpa's, grandpa's talking about a controversial topic. Everyone brace <laughs> That's <right>. yourselves. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, rest in peace, Bob Saget. We'll move on to Sketch of the Night. Uh, Sketch of the Night, I think me and Connor have the same Sketch of the Night. Uh, it's the Country Greatest Hits. Absolutely. Oh my god, just so great. And like, you know, people, listen, I'm I'm one of the people who will always say that SNL has always been bad, and if you think it's bad now, you should go rewatch a full episode of any other time period. But, like, damn, were some of, like, the best sketches of the late 2000s, God, do they hit, still hit so well. Oh, yeah. There's uh, a lot of... And you can I see mean, there's, there's always this, one sketch every season that will always exist in the hearts and minds of everyone. Mm-hmm. And it's just, this one, this one is so great, it's just, even 12 years later, like, you don't need to change anything about the characters or the sketch or anything, and it still hits just as good as it hit... 12 years ago. No, it's, it's, it's an excellent sketch. It's, I mean, you find, you gotta, gotta sift through a lot of coal to find these diamonds, but, uh, but find them, you do. That's right. There's, there, there's enough coal to find them. Mm-hmm. 47 seasons. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that was, uh, our episode will be next. We'll be here next week for Willem Dafoe and Katy Perry. Uh, Willem Dafoe, all, the, all I ever think of when, of Willem Dafoe is that episode from How I Met Your Mother. Willem Dafoe! <laughs> the entire time, without fail. <laughs> uh, uh, until then, uh, stop seeing Spider-Man. Stay safe. Oh, yeah. Can't, can't be watching Spider-Man. It... <laughs> uh, I still haven't seen it, because, you know, safety concerns, but, mm-hmm. uh... Uh, stop seeing Spider-Man. Uh, and stay safe and support local comedy. See you next week. See you.